sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. We've been doing this series on religious freedom and transition. We had a presidential election and expecting a certain amount of change between the past and the future administrations. Our guest today to talk about religious freedom looking back and forward is Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine and my good friend. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring. Good to be with you. Well, when you think back, let's start first by a little bit of a look back when you think about religious freedom in the Trump era, what jumps out at you as one of the most significant developments? Well, let's be positive for a second. I've seldom heard as much talk about religious liberty. And in Liberty Magazine, a number of times, as I keep telling the uh, trolls that contact me, we printed wonderful statements from President Trump on religious liberty. They're as good as from any president. So. Okay, we've got a certain amount of positive emphasis, and I heard you say that you were going to start on the positive. Is there more on the positive besides, as it were, talk? Well, there's some more positive talk. They held this first ever, I think they had it uh, twice, this ministerial uh, for religious liberty, where they invited uh, government ministers from many world countries and a number of uh, leaders from this country together to. Uh, strategize for religious freedom. It wasn't a bad thing. Well, it was a good thing, yes. Absolutely. What came out of it all is rather perplexing. How so? What I've characterized it in in Liberty Magazine is we've seen the unparalleled era of religious entitlement. Not religious so what does freedom that mean? For, uh, sorry? What does that mean, religious entitlement? Well, Religious um, special treatment for a particular form of religious activity, not just even Christian. The politically active Christian right, for want of a better description, those that uh, threw in their lot with this president, uh, he at least made very public efforts to sort of carve out a way for them, place some of their uh, key people in positions, uh, brought others close by him, like uh, Paula White, for example. Uh, you know, a close White House advisor. They had the presidency at any time. And, of course, that flowed on to the states, and, and particularly down south, they passed some rather extreme and startling uh, legislation on uh, uh, gays and, uh, and abortion, the two litmus test issues of the religious right. So by religious entitlement, are you saying that um, it's a certain segment of the religious community that gets favored over others? Well, you know, I'm, I'm at great pains in any talk I take and in Liberty Magazine to point out that true religious liberty means the right of all people, no matter what they believe or disbelieve, to follow their conscience, to both believe it and to practice their faith. And if it's not for everybody, then it quickly can narrow down to almost no one except the privileged few. And under this administration, we knew who the privileged few were, certainly not Muslims, certainly not those on the fringes, certainly not those who uh, didn't uh, bow down and, and worship the golden leader. One of the big issues 
with respect to religious freedom is the degree of persecution and restrictions globally. There's so many countries where there's little or no religious freedom. Um, do you have a sense of whether this administration was able to make a dent in any of that? Well, yes. Ironically, in Turkey, uh, I've got to give full credit. This administration used the full weight of their uh, diplomatic um, uh, machine and the president's uh, very public statements to get this uh, evangelical pastor out of prison in Iran. He'd been accused of spying because he was dealing with the Kurds. Of course, in Turkey, they're counted as terrorists. Uh, I don't think there was much more to it than that, but it looked like he was going to spend a few decades in prison. But this administration did lean on them heavy, which is very interesting because uh, uh, the president's had a very special relationship to Turkey and gave Erdogan uh, pretty much an open go to attack allies, the Kurds, and, and start wiping them off the map. So, you know, it's yin and yang, gain a little here and lose a little there. So, but yet, in a public sense, in this religious liberty case, this administration were very forthright. Okay, fair enough. Um, Let's go on the other looking side. Looking forward to... <laughs> oh, you want to take some things that you saw as negatives? Well, uh, yes. Is that what you mean? Well, we'll gloss over the grossest and most brutal diminutions of civil liberty and, and uh, democracy that, that the U.S. has ever seen. We won't specify those things, right? But let's just uh, think of a president calling himself the promised one, got the idea from people that say that he's uh, Cyrus. I mean, that's crazy. You know, we, we were heading toward a Western theocracy at the speed of life. Then uh, the many times stated intention to do away with the Johnson Amendment, which you can argue that, that uh, Lyndon Johnson put that in place because it was sort of in payback to uh, groups, including church groups, to try to restrict their overt uh, public participation and political activity. Uh, so there was an attempt to restrict religion, but in undoing it, which this administration tried to do, uh, I watched it close, and I don't think they ever actually got it through. They pulled it from one jet, one uh, piece of legislation about two o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, desire was to empower politically power an already politically powerful faction. Well, you know, since you mentioned the Johnson Amendment, what Christians are not being told is that it has nothing to do with free speech. It has nothing to do with um, whether you can speak publicly about which party or which candidates you like. It, it does to some extent, but what it really has to do with is whether you're going to be able to manipulate churches to become political action committees and funnel free tax dollars. Well, that's what I was saying, yeah. Into politics. That's the real issue, because we find... And, and it really was the latest, and attacking this... Let me just finish that. You know, we find... Attacking this was the latest iteration of... Okay. We fund political campaigns with after-tax dollars, dollars that we've already paid our taxes on, but we contribute to charity right. with uh, dollars that don't get counted for, you know, taxation, right? Uh, we get charitable deductions, when we give to charity. Right. So giving to politics is not a charitable deduction, but that's what repealing the Johnson Amendment would do. It would make churches easy targets to become political action committees to give them the power to spend all this money, millions and millions of dollars on political campaigns. Right. And doing away with the Johnson Amendment was really just the latest and to some apparently the easiest way to get what they couldn't 
with the Jones Amendment or the Jones uh, Bill some years ago. Right. And I remember one of the Christian leaders saying, you know, we want the churches to be unbound. Well, obviously unbound to be political uh, action groups, as you just explained. Any other concerns as you look back on the Trump administration's record on religious freedom? Well, it's an interesting thing, and I'll restate it again. Dangerous because it was a very narrow-based support, and it was encouraging the the worst religious marginalization and hate language from some sources of those that he was supporting. But I really have to restate it. The looming danger of this last administration, which is not over yet, <laughs> is its absolute scorched destruction of civil civil liberty norms. And you cannot fool with uh, civil liberties generally and think that religious liberty will be untouched. Well, in what sense do you see um, attacks on on civil liberties? Civil liberties, absolute marginalization, repression of the press absolute demonization of the uh, the law enforcement and turning them into a, a Gestapo <laughs> or, a, or a Eustachie instead of uh, a civil uh, law and order, uh, demonization of the security apparatus, which, of course, can go wrong too, but just breaking down trust, demonization of the election process, uh, public brutalization of people in the public sphere by name-calling and and calling for people to be locked up and so on. It doesn't come any worse anywhere, in my view. All that is worse than this is when it's locked in and enemies are disappearing at midnight. As I said, were attacking me online the other day. When the brown shirts start to act and not stand back and stand by. That's pretty strong criticism here. Easily provable by history. We're in the same dynamic. Well, do you see improvement coming? Well, yes, short term. You know, obviously, uh, some of the uh, uh, rabid language that we're being taken over by communists and socialists. <laughs> I mean, you got to put that's magical thinking. <laughs> that That's not going to happen. We know the so-called, I mean, they're not so-called, but the left, which is a spectrum that goes way out into la-la land. But the Democrat left, you know, they tend a certain different direction than Republicans. I mean, that comes with the turf. Uh we are probably going to open our doors again to the world. And, you know, I still have links to Australia. And believe me, the world has been ultimately gasping with horror and, and snickering in their sleeves at, at what we've been up to for four years. It's not been a proud moment for the U.S. I have a feeling our standing will rise in the world. But I've watched history. There is a danger as a country go back into some sort of war. Democrats seem more inclined to start wars, ironically. Uh, but as far as religious liberty, I think generally there will be an openness, but in particular, and I know you're going to dig me on this, in the area of uh, abortion, that battle will be joined as never before. And in the area of gay rights, that battle will be joined as never before. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily an attack on religion, but we have, in the religious community, allowed ourselves to sort of uh, frame the... Uh, uh, coming to power of, and, and the civil rights of a gay community, we've allowed that to be framed as a religion versus them scenario. And I just don't think it's necessary. Oh, I don't. But the wild card, the wild card in all of this is if you take money, it may be very, very hard to then simultaneously maintain the full spectrum uh, religious in the sense of running institutions where you uh, 
you know, you, you, you'll deny what, what the state has granted to certain interest groups. Well, we have long... So on one level, this could be a very... And I know you have a particular concern for Christian and Adventist educational institutions. I think it's going to be severe. Severe in terms of the challenges to our institutions? As long as they keep taking state money, yes. And the other... Well, as we've said so many times on this show, the golden rule has never been repealed. He who has the gold makes the rules. And if we want uh, Caesar's gold, then we have to play by Caesar's rules, don't we? But as far as this administration, it will rejoin the, uh, the Kyoto Protocols. It will automatically join with the papal initiatives on the environment. And in so doing, it will expose us almost automatically and, and uh, fully to the uh, papal call to honor the Seventh-day Sabbath or as they uh, structure it, Sunday. Well, that's an interesting crystal ball, and that is a note that we will have to end on. Apparently, plenty of uh, criticism to go around on both sides. Our guest today, Lincoln Steed, as always, very provocative insights, uh, our editor of Liberty Magazine. As we close, remember here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom, we help workers suffering religious discrimination. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. That's churchstate.org. And don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. Join the North American Religious Liberty Association producer of Freedom's Ring on the web at religiousliberty.info. And be sure to listen to Freedom's Ring on our SoundCloud radio station or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Ruddock. Until next week, keep freedom ringing.